Welcome everyone. This is Lisa here and you are listening to Those Catholic Shrinks with Regina and Lisa. Today's episode is going to be five flags of unhealthy relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get started. Regina, what is number one flag of an unhealthy relationship? This isn't in any particular order either. Yes, not any any particular order, but we were chatting here, sipping our tea. Lady Grey tea. Lady Grey tea, which is one of my faves. And we were just thinking, you know, there's lots of signs of unhealthy relationships, but these for us are kind of the five that we think are pretty relevant and important Mm -hmm. and pretty much in common, whether it's a spousal type of relationship, friendship, um, family member, anything. Um, these are some commonalities if you're in whatever type of unhealthy relationship. So the first one, an energy zapper. <laughs> Do Are they just draining to be around? Yep. Do they take a lot of your energy? When you walk away from spending time with them, do you feel like you've given everything, you've sort of emptied yourself and not received anything back mm-hmm. they just love they just take and take and you give and give but yeah. it's not really reciprocal exactly and what i find with that too is it can be on two ends of the spectrum either the person is so high energy and they just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk mm. um where you walk away like your head buzzing and you feel like you need to take a nap afterwards yes <laughs> or they're so um emotionally needy Everything is so horrible, you know, they complain so much Mm -hmm. that you walk away feeling like a heavy boulder almost sitting on your chest. Right. So I find that can be on two ends of the spectrum even, Mm -hmm. you know, and as I'm saying, I can think of like a bunch of different people or situations I've been in where that's happened where, and at the end it does, it feels like, like you said, it wasn't reciprocal. I think that's a big part of it. Right. There's an imbalance Mm -hmm. in give and take and not that you're wanting to always keep score in your relationships but mm-hmm. in most healthy relationships there's a flow there's just a natural fluidity of, and there's balance to it but mm-hmm. if there's like you said if there's a constant dumping somebody's dumping on you or you're constantly mm-hmm. having to listen and serve but no one's doing that for you yeah you know that's where mm-hmm. that could be a red flag exactly And it's funny because sometimes you won't notice that happening until a little bit later into the relationship. You know, it'll be maybe a month or two if it's a friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, Things will go great and they'll be so high energy. You're like, that person has so much energy. This is so great. And it's not until, because that's when patterns start to form. Right. You know, Um, that maybe it's a couple months later where you realize, you know, they talk and talk about all the exciting and wonderful things that they're doing in their life and but I'm, also, I'm noticing I don't ever really get to talk about myself or what right. I'm doing. Right. Um, and the same thing with, with on the opposite end of the spectrum where, you know, maybe that first encounter you feel really excited to be helpful to that person. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it um, flips that switch of feeling needed. Right. And being helpful. Right. Um, and it's not until maybe a month or two later that you realize, okay, none of the suggestions I've been giving have landed anywhere. They don't do anything with it. Right. These problems that they have never seem to come to any resolution. Or right. if they do, they don't tell me that it does. Mm-hmm. And then it's quickly replaced with the next new challenge of the week. Right. Um, and so 
that's the other thing I find is maybe at the beginning it feels the relationship feels like things are going great and it's not until a month or two in and then you almost feel guilty because you're invested by that point and <laughs> spent enough time together and mm-hmm. yeah. and if um it's on the the high energy side you feel like okay well maybe I'm being selfish and like I'm being self-centered and wanting to talk about my stuff and they have so many cool things going on. I should be, I should be excited for them. Mm -hmm. Or if it's on the opposite end, well, this person depends on me now. So you kind of put yourself in that situation, but you don't realize you're in that situation. Right. Until a little bit later in. And that, yeah, that could be to go off that a little more, a subset of the energy drain. Basically what you're saying is somebody who is involved in a lot of drama, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> There's always a catastrophe or some mm-hmm. really devastating situation that happened or some really intense situation, and yeah. somehow you're drawn into this saga of yeah. drama. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, it's, again, very draining, mm-hmm. and it's hard to pick up on the, in the beginning because, hey, this is potentially a new friend. I want to be nice. We seem to have a connection. It's a little exciting. And it's not until several weeks, potentially months, that you are able to pick up on a pattern. Because in the beginning, there is no pattern. Exactly. Yeah. And we're all kind of like that at the beginning of relationships, trying to put our best foot forward. Mm -hmm. Or maybe we're in a really needed position and we are reaching out for help. Um, But people that have a more healthy way of life, a healthy lifestyle, healthy kind of ebb and flow to their life, like those moments where things are really exciting or really sad and really difficult tend to ebb away and you come to kind of... A resolution. Exactly. Something. Yeah, or if your friend asks you, like, how are things going? You're like, yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of going okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's just kind of rolling. But if that person never responds with that... Right. Red, red flag. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, number two. Yeah. This one's my favorite. If you walk away questioning your sanity. Mm. And this one's tricky because you don't want to necessarily check in with other people mm. because you you already feel crazy. But if you're walking away from a conversation with a person wondering, did I say that? Did I do that? Mm-hmm. Did I promise to do something and I actually didn't? Um, that's a really big, huge Huge, huge red flag. Huge red flag. Did I, uh, did I really make them feel that badly? Mm-hmm. Like that really wasn't my intention. Which, again, in typical circumstances, we all accidentally say something hurtful to people mm-hmm. unintentionally. But again, if this is a constant questioning, you walk away very frequently from a conversation with any type of relationship, any individual where you're questioning, constantly feeling like. Maybe you understood a situation to happen a certain way. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we went to the movies and, you know, I was going to meet you at 6.05. And, you know, well, no, you you said we were going to meet at 6.10 and I you were supposed to buy the tickets first. And, and you just keep repeating in your head. You're like, really? I could have I sworn that, that it was 6.05, but they're so convincing. Mm-hmm. That you walk away questioning yourself. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Huge red flag. It could be for anything. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I like part of what you said at the beginning too. Um, did you? Did I really make them feel that way? Mm-hmm. That's a big one that they'll use because mm-hmm. it's always going to be stuff that you can't 
you can't necessarily put your finger on or have evidence to the contrary. Yes. You know, so the example with like the movie theater, Mm -hmm. there won't be any email or text message back and forth. That will have been a verbal conversation. Right. Um, And sometimes even if it's really extreme, even if you have the text message where it says 605, Mm -hmm. you say, no, but look here, I have the text message. It says 605. They'll say, well, we talked about it like later at some other point and we said 610. Yeah. So even with physical uh, evidence to the contrary, they'll still refute you. Mm -hmm. And it usually seems to be over silly little things. It's like, and again, you question your own sanity. Why are why are we even fighting about this? Right, not a big deal. I'm so confused. Yep, yeah. these are huge red flags that um, that something is not quite right. And so sometimes the 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 gut reaction is to not want to talk to other people about it because usually what ends up happening is you start feeling like, am I am I not a good person? Am I not considerate? Or am I not sensitive to other people's needs? Right. Um, and so then you don't necessarily want to check in with other people because you don't want to put other people thinking, wow, Regina, man, she doesn't keep her appointments. Right. Um, but those are the moments when it's good to go to somebody else and do, a, I call them reality checks. Right. And so it's best to do it with somebody who's not part of the situation, mm-hmm. who probably doesn't even know the other person. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and just give them brief structure overview of what happened. Mm-hmm. And say okay, and so this is this is what their reaction has been. What do you think? Right. You know, and usually with somebody that you trust, trust to tell you if you're in the wrong. Right. Someone mm-hmm. you trust to tell you objectively, and I think that's so important too to remember that you know that willingness to check in with yourself and ask others because I feel like with the questioning of the sanity piece is there's that constant feeling of doubt of, well, maybe I really did say that. Maybe I really did make them feel that way because any person who cares about the people in their life Mm -hmm. is going to naturally want to do some self-reflection and think about how they can do their part to improve the relationship. So sometimes they can be so convincing that you actually might think, wow, what, what, what could I have done differently? And you might, yeah. But you can't find the answer because in reality, it's not true. Yeah, exactly. I was actually just having a conversation with a friend the other day about um, one of my favorite sayings is live your life in such a way that if um, anyone were to speak poorly of you, no one would believe it. Ooh. So if you are, if that's one of the kind of people you are where you're constantly seeking to do the right thing, mm-hmm. to be a good person, to be a good friend, um, if you go to somebody and say, look, this is what's happened. What do you think? And they say, that doesn't sound like you. Right. Doesn't sound like something you would do. That's a pretty good sign. Right. And it's funny because this actually leads us into the third red flag, which is friends and family making comments. So this means mm-hmm. other people in your life start to notice the unhealthy patterns yeah. in whatever that relationship is. And mm-hmm. so much so that they're actually starting to say something about it. Yep. And, you know, I mean, we all have those friends or family members that they're going to complain about, like, the mailman, you know. (laughs) Um, But, again, like we were talking about, a friend or a family member that you really trust, Mm -hmm. that's very balanced in their view of the world, that's willing to tell you, you know, like, hey, you could have done this better. But it's also really willing to to tell you and point out when you do things right. Right. It's the kind of person we're talking about. If those are the people in your life that start making comments, like, Again, that's a huge red flag mm-hmm. because sometimes I think we're so enmeshed in a situation mm-hmm. 
it's hard for us to see it clearly. Right. You know, it's kind of like they tell you when you're in school and you're doing a math problem and you're really struggling with it, you can't make it work mm-hmm. to walk away mm-hmm. and then come back. And it gives you that perspective. Yeah. Sometimes in relationships, we don't have that ability to walk away, but our friends and family can be that person who's not in the midst of that struggle. Absolutely. And it could be any type of comment, you know. Sometimes we try to meld different friend groups together and somebody might say something to you like, oh, so-and-so is kind of weird. I'm not sure how I feel about them. You know, again, that's not necessarily a red flag just yet. Mm-hmm. But if all of a sudden you start hearing more than one person say, well, that, you know, that was really unkind or that was that was kind of odd or, mm-hmm. you know, why do you keep hanging out with that person? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a little more blatant. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, wow, they're really, they really say those kind of things to you a lot. Do they talk that way all the time? Mm-hmm. Right. When people start questioning things and bring bringing things to your attention like that, those are huge, huge red flags. Yeah, exactly. And especially if, it, if we're talking, we're talking a lot about friendship right now, but if you're in a romantic relationship, I think our friends and family members like can have a hard time maybe saying those things because, you know, maybe the relationship's brand new and you're still kind of in the midst of it and they don't want to seem interfering or insulting. Right. Um, so just the fact that they might even hedge towards a small little comment like that, mm-hmm. um, which is a very uncomfortable thing to do. Right. And again, if it's somebody you trust and they're questioning something, um, they might be looking to you for permission mm-hmm. to say more or to open that conversation, right. um, which can be a scary thing for you. You know, it's like you're right. in this relationship, you're excited about it's it. New. It could be very exciting. Mm-hmm. But if your friend says something exactly, I love what you said, like, do they say things like that to you often? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we all have bad moments. Um, but, and if they do say things like that to you often, maybe that's something you can explore with that friend. Um, because they are, our friends are can be our reality testing for us. And they can be our eyes um, in maybe places where we're a little bit more blind. Absolutely. And it's like you're saying with the romantic relationships, your friends, your close friends and family know you very well. And so... Mm-hmm they're going to be able to see those dynamics of your romantic relationship that work well and that don't work well. And they're going to know what personalities click together and what don't. And so if they're bringing something up, it's because they care about you. Yeah. And much better to find out ahead of time before you end up in a marriage commitment, right? Yeah. (laughs) Something not working out. So, you know, your friends and family can really be useful as far as picking a partner Mm-hmm. Um, of who you would spend your life with, so paying attention to that and letting them, you know, be aware of those people in your life. They're not necessarily trying to mess up your life. They want to, yeah. They want to help you, and they know you well enough to know what is going to work. Sometimes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, I completely agree. Um, this leads to number four, which is you know we have family members you know who make suggestions, care about us, want us um, to kind of live the best life we can. And they gently guide us towards that. Um, And then there are people in our lives who don't gently guide or make suggestions. (laughs) They just try to tell you what to do or are very controlling. Um, So I feel like number four red flag is, do you feel like your behavior is being controlled? Do you feel like you have less freedom 
and your ability to make decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. This is reminds me of classic, you know, middle school or high school type of situation where it's <laughs> these group of friends and there's one friend, you know, who's sort of a leader in the group who says, you know, no, we have to sit at this table for lunch mm -hmm. or no, you can't go to so-and-so's house this weekend because we're doing this. And that stereotypical, like, middle school drama where the one friend decides, well, you can't talk to him because oh, he spoke to so-and-so's girlfriend last weekend and we're not talking to him because of this. Yep. And it can still happen oh. in your adult life constantly. <laughs> Absolutely. And kind of going back to that feeling crazy thing, mm -hmm. you know, you, you wonder, like, am I crazy? Like, I could swear I'm not a teenager anymore. Right. Like, I'm an adult. So this doesn't happen to me. Oh, be assured. Be assured. <laughs> there are plenty of adults who are stuck in adolescence. Right. And they still act that way and still do that mm -hmm. 100%. So even if they, they can be saying things in a very nice way, but again, this is a good area to be picking up on patterns. Mm -hmm. So are, when, when you spend time together, are these on, always on their terms? You know, oh, mm -hmm. I can't eat at this restaurant because <laughs> you know I'm allergic to these 20 things or, you know, they donate to this one organization. So every time you make a suggestion about something, there's mm -hmm. always a reason for why it can't happen and it happens on their terms versus yours, that's a way of controlling Absolutely. someone, even though it might seem mm -hmm. kind of harmless, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Another way I find people control friends, family members, um, is making comments on the things that other people do. Mm. Oh, really? You're going you're gonna to drink that kind of coffee? Oh, really? Um, or... Really, you're going out with that person again? Mm. Um, so just kind of undermining your life choices. Right. Maybe or you're wearing that. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So maybe not necessarily directly telling you you need to do A, B, or C, but undermining your ability to make choices for yourself mm. um, and kind of trying to narrow you into one way of doing things, right. which is kind of their way. I think of it, it's funny, I think of it as like when you were a little kid, you know, and you'd be playing pretend with somebody else and you'd be like, you need to say A, B, or C now. Right. And it's like, okay, but that's, no, that's not how <laughs> that's this not works. What I do. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not, I'm not a puppet on your stage in the drama of your life. Right. Which is something that a lot of people don't have an idea of is that like, it's not that like, I'm a part of your life. I have my own agency, my own life, like my own way of doing things. And, you know, we happen to intersect in that, but I'm not, I'm not a character on your stage. I'm an autonomous individual. Right. And so sometimes I think um, we can walk away from uh, an interaction with somebody feeling used. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of, part of what comes with being controlled is you feel like you're being used for that person's own devices right? towards some kind of goal that they have for themselves. Right. And a little belittled too, because you aren't getting to exert that part of yourself and live in that freedom of how you want to live in, you know, very minimal ways, but it's that constant narrowing process, like you said, that wears on you over time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that one controlling, you know, that's a, huge red flag, you know, especially for romantic relationships, mm -hmm. because that's going to be a sign of a potentially abusive relationship. Absolutely. So I think that's really important. Yeah, so if they start telling you you can't go places, 
you can't eat that, you can't wear that, mm -hmm. you can't talk to that person. That's a huge one, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Like, I, you're not allowed to talk to that friend anymore. I don't like what she says. Right. I don't like the way she talks about me. Right. Um, you're not. They don't respect our relationship. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to talk to them anymore. Mm -hmm. It's these kind of absolute statements. Mm -hmm. That's a huge red flag, and that's when you really need to reach out to somebody and really need to do a reality check, um, because then they're starting to isolate you from other people. Right, and that's that's a huge part of power and control in relationships, and that's definitely on a trajectory that's not healthy. Right, um, and that's going to be really hard to extricate yourself from to get out of. Right, um, because that's when they start limiting your resources, limiting your ability to talk to other people. Your ability, your even your mobility. Right, and that's why it's important to pick up on these red flags before it gets to that point mm -hmm. with the absolutes, because it happens well before the absolutes, but we don't mm -hmm. notice because everything just seems so subtle and awkward, and mm -hmm. like there was a lot of miscommunication or misconceptions, and yeah, so all of these things kind of combined together, um, which kind of leads us to the last red flag. Yes, which and is that you have a general unrest in your heart, mm. a disquiet, a lack of peace. Mm -hmm. And this is very Ignatian yeah. in terms of spirituality, yeah. um, in a way of discerning where God is in a situation. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny, all of the, the previous um, four flags combined are probably what leads to a lot of this, you know, that they're taking your energy from you, you're questioning your sanity, other people in your life are making comments about it. You feel controlled in your behavior, you know, and you're right. trying to balance that with the idea that, but I really care for this person, mm -hmm. you know, and that we as Christians say that, you know, everybody is good. We're all created in the image and likeness of God. And so in our society, we want to vilify somebody in order to be able to break off a relationship. Right. I have, this person has to be a bad person in order for me to cut it off. Mm. But that's not true. Right. If your heart is feeling not at peace, not at rest. That's the Lord telling you something. Like, right. You need to pay attention to this. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe this isn't the most healthy relationship for you. Right. Um, so trusting in those outward signs, those ex external signs and looking for those, but also taking that time to be in prayer with God, taking time for silence, for self, like you said, self-reflection. Right. Um, and really listening to what is my heart saying? Mm. Did we have like, yeah, was that dinner really nice? And we went to a really nice restaurant. But what, how did my heart feel right. in that moment? Right. Um, or was that a really nice like girl state? And it seemed great on the exterior. But how did I feel walking away? Where was my heart sitting? Right. And so, and, that, and that's discernment, right? Mm -hmm. Discernment is looking at exterior signs and also looking at the interior signs as well. Yeah. And, you know, I really feel like the Lord wants you to have people in your life that are going to lead you to better things and to improvement and just becoming better versions of yourselves, right? Yeah. And so when you have that constant unrest or the draining, right, these are all signs of, you know, sometimes we have to do things that are not very fulfilling like taking care of a sick family member or something like that you know we're not always going to be feeling good about that <laughs> but um in other situations i mean 
God wants that for us to have mm-hmm. some positivity, to have relationships where we're being filled by those people yeah. and where it's very life-giving to be around other people. And that's mm. a good thing. And to end an unhealthy relationship is not, you know, abandoning someone or saying that, you know, you're not being Christian-like enough or not, mm-hmm. but being able to know that within yourself of this isn't healthy for me and you know, maybe God has another plan or a reason of why that relationship has to end that you'll find out at some later point. Yeah. But being in tune with that and recognizing that it's it's okay. Sometimes life happens, as you know, over the years, and you mm-hmm. make new friends or lose old ones. And it's just also honoring that part of yourself of knowing that it's okay to sometimes cut people loose and it's not a judgment about them necessarily like you were saying Mm -hmm. it's um it's taking a whole picture assessment of the relationship and what i tend to find is if it's not healthy for you it's not healthy for them right (laughs) Right. we we enter into relationships often thinking i'm going to rescue this person or i'm the only person that this other person has Mm. or that's not a healthy dynamic right we are nobody else's savior right um and to put that burden on ourselves is unhealthy for us Mm -hmm. and it's unhealthy for that other person and there does come a point where a person is in such a situation or a way of living their life that no amount of friendship is going to help them absolutely that they need professional help Mm -hmm. um and you know, that they're using friendships and levering, leveraging relationships in such a way that they're not going to find healing. Um, and the only way that they're really going to be able to do that is to go to a professional who's objective and can't be leveraged in terms of relationship. Right. Well, it's not everybody. Sometimes these friendships, it's just, this is not healthy for me. It's not healthy for you. This isn't working out the way we thought it would. We just kind of need to move on. It can be very true in romantic relationships where you think things are going to be great. And it's like, oh, our personalities really are not working out very well. Right. <laughs> um, but it's true in friendships, too. Again, we don't have to vilify people in order to let a relationship fizzle exactly. out, exactly. you know. And that's the other thing, too. It doesn't always have to be like you have a sit-down conversation and this relationship's over. Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's just boundaries. Yeah, we're just not getting together as much or, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe I've shared really deep parts of my heart. And like you said, there wasn't that reciprocity on the mm-hmm. other end. So I'm just not going to share as deeply because right. I didn't find that being vulnerable with you, it actually ended up hurting me. So I'm going to be, like you said, boundaries and protect myself a little bit more. Right. And because of that, you know, you drift apart. Right. There's different ways to end relationships and it doesn't always have to be this huge this big dramatic dramatic blowout mm-hmm. oh there's drama again <laughs> and i like what you were saying earlier about um not feeling like you have to be the savior and that savior complex and that makes me think of, about the first red flag that we talked about the energy draining and the imbalance like we were talking about earlier so mm-hmm. if you feel that need to be well, this person has no one else. I, you know, I'm the only one who can help them. It would be so cruel of me to stop being in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Again, that's very imbalanced. Exactly. On your part, too. Yeah. Feeling like that's, it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. And could be another red flag. Yeah, absolutely. 
So yeah, so those are our five red flags, red flags of unhealthy relationships. Mm-hmm. So think in your life, what have any of those popped up and do you need to do some adjusting and reflecting on reprioritizing those relationships? Do we need to, like you were suggesting, add some space? Do we need to be careful about how vulnerable we are in certain situations? Mm-hmm. In what context do we spend time with this person? You know, is it around other people? Is it individually? You know, yeah. what are those adjustments you need to make? Are we seeing each other on a weekly basis? Maybe it needs to be monthly, you know? Yeah. And, and then the other thing I would say is, is kind of taking an assessment of different friends and family members in your life mm-hmm. and looking at those people and saying, who, who has a really healthy, balanced life? Mm. Who has great friendships? Who has great relationships? Doesn't seem to have a lot of drama in their life. Their relationships are steady and stable and last mm-hmm. over the long haul. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll be a person you, you don't necessarily think of right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It'll be like maybe an aunt you haven't talked to in a long time. Or a coworker that right. kind of like is on the periphery of your of your radar, right. you know, and you realize like, yeah, they have really good, healthy relationships, and they seem really stable emotionally. Mm-hmm. That might be a person to reach out to and say, hey, I've got this relationship in my life that has some red flags. Can I bounce some ideas off of you? Right. Um, and seeking out that extra support um, of somebody that can be a reality tester for you. Yeah, I love that idea. Absolutely. It doesn't hurt to ask questions and ask for help. It's never a bad Mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us, you guys. And uh, we hope those replies will be helpful to you. And until next time, see you later. See you later. Bye.